0: Hey everybody, welcome to GRE Bytes for your weekly episode. My name is Davis. I'm an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. For more information, check us out at StellarGRE.com. Okay, so you've talked in a recent episode about how, and you've talked in multiple episodes, about how the real uh, challenge of the GRE test is sustained mindfulness in the present for four hours. And that can be, you know, the real uh, make it or break it quality of, of of a person taking the test and whether they perform as they want. So um, going four straight hours, are there rooms for breaks? Are there rooms for? Uh, is there room or space to recharge? Or is it really? Do students need to expect just four hours nonstop? Well, it's sort of like sprinting a marathon. The way that the test is officially constructed. So. We're saying four because it's a nice round number. The actual test is closer to four hours, 15 minutes, four hours, 20 minutes, depending mm-hmm. on whether you get a verbal or quant as your experimental section. Mm-hmm. And in between most sections, you get a one-minute break. And then about two hours into the test, you get a 10-minute break. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're taking the test at a testing center, that 10 minutes goes by ridiculously fast because it's going to take you a minute to get out of the secure testing environment it's going to take you another minute to access your things in the locker where you have your snack or your bottle of water. It's going to take you several minutes to go down the hall to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then you have to add all those minutes back to put your things away, to re-enter the secure environment. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard stories of students who didn't make it back in time from the bathroom during the 10-minute break for So They can't. They're not allowed in. And They're allowed in, but they, they, just, they just lose time. They lose time. The test is like a moving train mm-hmm. and it leaves when it's you know, scheduled to depart, and then nothing's stopping it right, until it rolls into its terms. So there are very few opportunities for legitimate breaks on GRE. Um, that said, I have discovered uh, a kind of chink in the armor, as it were. There's, there's an opportunity for students to get longer, more substantive breaks over the course of the entire GRE by taking advantage of, I guess, a flaw in the construction of the test. Okay. So this isn't, this is exciting. This isn't like doing anything uh, wrong because this is built into the way that the test is structured and administered. You're talking, I'm guessing you're talking about the park screen. Well, yeah. I call it the park screen because where you can where you can take this break. You second. can park yourself there for several minutes and uh, without being timed. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the park screen is uh, so what is it? First, let's let's figure out how to recognize it. Yeah? So most screens on the GRE have a timer in the upper right hand corner, and when that timer, whether it's a timed quantitative section or one of your breaks, when that timer reaches zero the test will automatically present itself, regardless of whether you're ready, regardless of if you're sitting in front of the computer, that's the moving train. Just keep rolling along. Um, However, for whatever reason, there is one screen that exists between sections that for whatever reason, the ETS programmers forgot to put a timer on. And if you don't manually advance the test, you can sit there for as long as you like. That's why I call it the park screen. So let's be able to recognize what it looks like. When does it come up? So let's say we're finishing our first verbal section. The timer's counting down, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. At zero, the test will automatically progress itself to a screen that's mostly blank. It'll be mostly white, and it'll have in black text right in the center something along the lines of, you have now finished a verbal section. Mm -hmm. people are like yeah no kidding i mean i just spent the last half an hour straining my brain Uh, this is not news to me that i just Mm -hmm. finished a verbal section so this page does not contain any interesting information and so a lot of students just hurry past it but that screen does not have a timer on it that screen of boring obvious information is the park screen and unless a student manually hits the right arrow to advance the test, which then puts them into the one-minute official break with the timer on it. A student can sit there in front of the screen indefinitely. If they're in a testing center, will someone come over eventually if their test is not? Well, yeah, we don't want to tempt fate here, right? So this is not illegal in any way because it's just the nature of the test. Mm -hmm. Um, but we also don't want to, let's say, abuse this privilege, as it were. Mm -hmm. So I usually recommend that students park on each park screen for about three minutes Mm -hmm. because they'll also get the minute of the official break, and then they'll also get the minute of the official instructions for the next section, which they shouldn't be reading. Mm -hmm. So a three-minute park screen break plus these other two gives them a five-minute break between sections, Mm -hmm. which can be enough to mentally charge I have a whole kind of ritual that I, that I do during this time to sort of let go of what I previously did and prepare myself for what is to come. But it's not enough time to, for example, you're not allowed to get up. And... You're allowed to get up. I mean, it's not a prison. They can't keep you in the room against your will. But is this a good time for, like, a bathroom break? No, it's not. Because uh, if you, you can always leave the testing environment, mm-hmm. but... If you do, there's the potential for that to be flagged as a non-standard administration. Mm -hmm. And you also can't, you're not supposed to just get up and leave even if you're in the testing center. You're supposed to sit at your computer, raise your hand, a proctor comes in and escorts you personally out of the Mm -hmm. testing center. And that proctor is supposed to make note of the status of your test at that time. So I think that's more of a tempting fate if you try to turn a park screen into a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Go to the bathroom, Right before you take the test, plan to go to the bathroom during your 10-minute break. Um, Those are real human considerations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you you might need to plan to go two hours in that chair. Yep. Will the proctors notice? Probably not, because in the testing center, there's usually 30 to 40 desktop modules that are somewhat semi-private. I mean, it's under the panopticon on the proctor, so there are cameras and two mirrors and things like that. But they're not tracking everyone. It's not like somebody's looking over your shoulder the entire time. And again, we're not doing anything wrong because this is built into the administration of the text. It's not like we're, we're cheating and we're doing some sort of like secret code to turn the timer off. There's no timer. And what I, what I often say to folks is that if, if anybody, you know, brings that to your attention, you just say, oh, I, I didn't realize that this screen didn't have a timer on it. I was just waiting for the test to progress. I didn't know I had to do anything because mm-hmm. there's no explicit instructions. Mm-hmm. So that's the uh, way to uh, cover yourself if there is any kind of squirreliness about this. Mm-hmm. And I've I've suggested that students make use of the park screen for now over a decade. So I've, worked with thousands and thousands of students personally Mm -hmm. in my classes and in my tutoring. And I think that one student in about a couple of thousand in over 10 years uh, had a non-standard administration, and it was investigated by ETS. And ETS said that there was, it was flagged. It was flagged by the proctor. Mm -hmm. It was subsequently investigated by ETS, and ETS found that the student did nothing wrong. So it's a, it's a legal maneuver. It's mm-hmm. just not one that is um, very common. It's like it's not illegal, but you're also, I guess, not supposed you don't to. Don't want to draw you know? so much attention to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we don't want to like tempt fate by turning it into a thirty-minute break. That's going very obviously be doing non-standard administration. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be getting up and walking around. Uh, we should be sitting there and using that opportunity to. Breathe, to recalibrate, mm. to let go of what we've done, to prepare ourselves for what is to come, but to give ourselves a real rest. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's extremely difficult to get that on the chair, if not impossible. Mm. Always under the clock. You always have to pressure the, the clock. This is a brief space where you just you find some respite. In that. It's really important because generally, students can, they're, they're good for the first two or three hours. They're powering through on that momentum. But then they start to flag after hour three, and unfortunately, that's when they're hit with the hardest problems on the test if they've done everything right. That's when they mm-hmm. get the hardest second quant, hardest second verbal sections. Mm-hmm. So if they're not like pacing themselves and keeping some gas in the tank, as it were, they can do very well on the first several sections and then just get hammered by those really tough problems in the final hour. Mm-hmm. And using the park screen, helps to prevent that occurrence. One final thing I'll say about this is that it's important to rest before you get tired. Mm-hmm. It's like I had a, a gym teacher in high school who told me, Orion, oh, you need to drink water before you get thirsty. Absolutely. If you're thirsty, it's you're already a sign of dehydration. Exactly. And yeah. so, and that's a, that problem, dehydration is not going to be solved on the spot, even if you're chugging water. It's going right. to take time for the water to disseminate your system an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care. You want to be drinking water continuously so you never get thirsty, which is a sign of dehydration. If you wait to rest, good idea. If you wait to rest until you get tired, it's like the dehydration. Even taking a 10-minute break at that point is probably not going to be sufficient to sharpen your mind, to clarify your senses, and to give you that sense of freshness again. So even though it may feel like you don't need it at the moment, I tell students that it's important to rest continuously before they get tired so they should never get tired and they can finish the test after nearly four and a half hours and be about as fresh as when they have begun. That's really important, again, because if everything goes according to plan, the hardest, most challenging questions come in the final hour. That's right. And that's what we have to prepare for if we want to achieve a top percentile. So one last question for me on this episode is you mentioned all of this in the context of a testing center. Is it possible to take the GRE, not in an official testing center, but at your home computer? Yeah, a lot of people are doing it. These so days. is the park screen still exists on the home? The park screen does in fact still exist and the same caution I would say before. So it's like the, the virtual proctor is probably proctoring your test and dozens of other tests simultaneously. That proctor is not watching you continuously. You don't Mm -hmm. really know when they're checking in. But if they check in and you're like walking around the room and the test isn't progressing, that's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to tempt fate. Don't do anything that's going to call attention to the fact that you're taking advantage of this aspect of the test construction. Sit in your chair. Don't have it go more than five minutes. Don't do anything weird or suspicious. But take that mental break. Absolutely take that mental break because the test is hard enough as it It is. is. Awesome. These are tips that I've only ever found at Stellar GRE. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another bite-sized episode Jerry Bites. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss on a future episode, let us know at at gmail.com. And if you're interested in either GRE prep or grad school consulting, check us out at StellarGRE.com. Talk to you soon. Thanks, David.